Well, good morning, and peace be with you. Today we celebrate All Saints Day, and we remember those who have gone to be with the Lord over the past year. And um, Karen told me, and I want to thank you, Karen, for, where'd you go? There you are, uh, for the flowers. I hope I get this right. Um, there is some greenery out in the uh, narthex, if you'd like that, for the roses uh, of a loved one that's announced today. And anyone else hear that? If somebody didn't sign up. Okay. Yeah, there's, um, I think we got it filled up during the week. We have 29 roses. Is that so? I, I think we're I think we're covered. But um, okay, all right, very good. And did I forget anything else? Was that it? No. Okay. <laughs> and then, thankfully, we have a professional coming to do the announcements. Susan, <laughs> will you help us? <laughs> Pastor just knows that I love to talk. So. <laughs> um, so good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to see you all. Uh, this month, our mission um, goal is uh, going to LCMC, um, which we are a part of. Um, and you can read um, what their mission is. Um, Sit and Be Fit happens on Tuesday. Bible studies happen on Tuesday at noon for, uh, for anyone who's welcome, any, and everybody's welcome to come for that. Uh, we're studying the Book of Romans, and then the men's Bible study is on uh, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock with donuts. We have a council meeting this weekend coming up at 9.30. We'll meet in the fellowship hall. Um, if you have praise, and we all do even in the midst of sadness and distress, we all have praise. So if you want to share those, um, let Ashley know and, sh and they'll be, she'll publish them on page five of the bulletin. Um, we need worship assistance. I, it sounds like a drum that we keep hit, hitting, but um, we do, st any, if, if you want to do anything around the church, um, Ashley will find a place for you to do it because the need is everywhere. And then make sure that you stick around next Sunday. Um, we will be having a special Thanksgiving celebration uh, with fruit and sandwiches and uh, cookies and all kinds of good stuff. So please um, make sure you allot some time to stick around for that next week. Okay? We have lots of birthdays, kind of too many to talk about, and an anniversary. So um, praise for all those births and anniversaries and all the everything that's come from that. So, all right, thank you so much. For all 
the saints who from their labors rest who start with the reading of Revelation 7, verses 9 through 17. It's a great multitude from every nation. John records, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with branches, palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. 
And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. And today, we remember members of this congregation, along with Christian friends and relatives, whom our Heavenly Father has called out of this life during the past year. We remember them, and we thank God for the gifts that he has given us through them. We remember Randy Dustin, Valerie Zagatis Scott, We remember Peggy Jones, James Rangans, Jane Longino, Steve Glore, Linda Hartley, Jane Organ. Carol Long, Gordon Loper, Sung Fox, Linda Bush Smith, Joyce Anderson, Dennis. Divig, 
Ralph Wirtz, Jim Casey, Bo Hoyt, Teresa Lopez Gutierrez, Patrick Gerbino, Kathy Hess, Marsha Bernard, Chet Stewart, Diana Albin, Stephen Tucker, Roger Sanguine, Kevin Beck, Ron Beck, Misty Ray Sinclair, and Mike Brelsford. Let us pray. God our Father, throughout the history of the church, you have stood by all your saints. Stay with us this day and every day for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, risen, ascended, living and reigning with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature and sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. 
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Thee is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God, Hallelujah! Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might. God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion 
the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that, together with them, we may come to the unspeakable joys that you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 2 through 17, and this can be found on page 1920 in the Pew Bible. Revelation 7, 2 through 17. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Nephtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, 
and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Next, we will read Psalm 149. It's printed on page 6 in the bulletin. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their... To inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron. To carry out the sentence written against them, this is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. The next reading is taken from the first book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and this can be found on page 1900 in the Pew Bible. First John 3, 1 through 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been known, made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is Matthew chapter 5 verses 1 through 12 and can be found on page 15 01 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, 
for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This week was a, a week with some very memorable happenings to me. Conversations that I had, interactions with some here and people abroad. I was asked a question on Friday night. Pastor, what do you do if you hate somebody? What do you do to stop hating them? Before I even thought about it, came out of my mouth, you pray for them. What do I do? I hate this person. What do I do? Pray for him. That was the end of the conversation. I mean, we we were still talking later, but that was that was the answer. And and I thanked uh, the Holy Spirit and God for that kind of wisdom. We are certainly in a time right now of hate. Not today, so much as we remember those who have gone before us. But in this world, there's an awful lot of hate. What do you do? You pray for them. You pray also for eyes to see, glimpses of the kingdom of heaven right here and right now, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You can agree with me or not, but I hope you do, that there are many biblical texts that we have heard so many times that it is kind of tempting to just go on autopilot. Just, yeah heard that. If we were to list these texts, these ones that we've heard time and time again, surely the Beatitudes from today's gospel would be in the top ten. We tend to say, ah, yes. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We've heard it. Before. There's a nice pattern in these words, and it all sounds very noble and very nice. But do we ever actually think about the meaning of the Beatitudes? When we hear the sound of those words, do we actually pay attention? 
And then when we do stop and study the Beatitudes, we often convert them, we meaning human beings in our own understanding, we often convert them into a list of things that we have to get right in order for God to bless us. We go on a quest to become poor in spirit, sorrowful and meek and so forth. And to add to this, this problem, there is an unfortunate linguistic twist. The word beatitude sounds like two English words, be and attitude. And it's easy for us to start thinking that these are the attitudes that I and you must be in order to get these blessings from God. There are many publications, witless publications, but there are many out there that play around with the unfortunate linguistic twist and have titles such as the Be Happy Attitudes. This is an awful twisting of Scripture that can cause the believer to panic and to be discouraged or to be broken by the church. Some of you may be wondering, oh, wow, what happened to Pastor Ken? Well, it'll get nicer. It is our natural attitude as fallen human beings to find these things desirable. We, we, we like it when someone says, you can take control of your life if you follow these guidelines, these principles, the steps that you can achieve your goal. That kind of thinking is irresistible to our old sinful nature. But it's all a lie. How sad it is for me to talk with people, many who have been broken by the church, who have heard these false teaching all their lives, and they don't understand why it hasn't worked for them. They will turn to me and say, Pastor, I have really hungered and I've thirsted for righteousness and I don't feel satisfied. I have mourned, but I don't feel comforted. I have tried to be pure in heart and I just can't get it right. What can I do? Someone somewhere has taken the marvelous gospel, these blessings of Jesus Christ, and they have twisted them into law. And the weight of that perverted law crushes people and it drives them into despair. It breaks my heart to see such despair because there is such great gospel good news in the Beatitudes. Do you want to hear them? 
No? Yes? Okay. There's many ways to study the Beatitudes. One good way is to begin with the bookends, okay? By that I mean the first Beatitude and the eighth Beatitude. They are, for your memory, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And number eight is blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Bookends. These beatitudes, they promise us, they promise us the kingdom of heaven. Now you have heard about the kingdom of heaven before today. In the Greek language, a kingdom is not just a place. No, a kingdom is the ruling activity of the king. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is the ruling presence of God. The kingdom of heaven is the deeds of God performed in and through Jesus Christ, God's only Son. The kingdom of heaven includes everything that Jesus did and still does to bring us life eternal with him. So basically, the kingdom of heaven is Jesus Christ himself. When he said the kingdom of heaven is near, you can reach out and touch him. Now the phrase, poor in spirit, simply describes the way we are. You're poor in spirit, so am I. Poor in spirit. We have no spiritual resources. We are born into the debt of sin, and we only go deeper into that debt as we live. All people are poor in spirit. Everyone, everywhere is poor in spirit. They can't help it. The first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It teaches us this, that the presence of God in human flesh, in the person of Jesus, is a blessing for all sinners. Now the people who heard Jesus teach this the first time, they didn't have the whole story, but we do. We know that Jesus is a blessing for all sinners because he took the sin of debt of the world, all of the sin of the world, and he took it to the cross where he paid it in full. And we who were deep in the debt of sin are now rich in Jesus Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven. Our wealth in Christ has made sure when Jesus rose from the dead. The beatitude blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, means this. Sinners are blessed because Jesus earned salvation for them. The bookend, the eighth beatitude, also describes the way that we are. Jesus describes us as 
persecuted for righteousness' sake. The righteousness in this phrase is not our good deeds. Instead, it is the righteousness of Christ that he has earned for us with his perfect life and innocent suffering and death. The world hates Jesus, and so it hates those who have his righteousness. And as a result, the world persecutes those who believe. And when this happens, Jesus promises us his blessing. The one who reigns in heaven already belongs to the believers in such horrible times. Now, the persecution of the church is part of the now, but not yet of the Christian faith. The present reign of Christ in this world is a hidden reality. He rules, not from power, but from the apparent weakness of the cross. He shows his true power only to those who believe in him. It is only on the last day that all people will see Jesus and know that he is both Lord and Christ. That's the one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that we sing. But until then, he will bless his church even as she suffers persecution for his name's sake. The bookend Beatitudes, they teach us that the true blessings of these Beatitudes depend entirely on Jesus. There is nothing that we can do to earn these blessings, for we are spiritually poor. As we remember the blessing that Jesus gives us in these bookends, we see that all the Beatitudes depend on on Jesus, all of them. Now those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, we can look out at the world around us. We look and we see many who reject the kingdom of heaven. We see the sin, the evil of the world, and it breaks our hearts. It's consuming. We see it on the news. We think about it. We mourn over the sin that we see in ourselves and the sin that we see around us. And Jesus tells us that these mourners are blessed because when the last day comes, he will comfort. And all their tears will be taken away and all their sorrows will be gone. And even as he lives with them now in a way that we cannot see, We will see him, and we will live with him forever. Now those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, look at themselves, and they see that they are meek. They are not meek because they seek meekness. They have not set out on a quest to become meek. They are meek because, because, as sinners... Meek is all that we can be. Meek describes the helpless sinner. 
Nonetheless, because of the work that Jesus has done for us on the cross, we will rule with Jesus on a new earth, the earth that replaces this sinful world on the last day. The meek will inherit the earth. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven now, that Jesus Christ is their righteousness, they know that they are helpless and only the righteousness given to them by Christ saves them. The funny thing is, is once that they have tasted the righteousness of Christ, they want as much as they can get. They always hunger and thirst for more of the righteousness that is Jesus. Jesus says that these people are already blessed because on the last day he will, he will satisfy their desire for righteousness and they will be filled. Think about it. If you missed Bible study or you look forward to Bible study, you look forward to this service, you thirst, you hunger for his righteousness and you will be filled. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, continuously receive Christ's mercy. Not only does Christ's mercy work in them, but it also works through them. This beatitude describes the church of Jesus Christ as a community of people who freely forgive those who sin against them. This beatitude, it parallels the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer when we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This mercy is not something that we work in ourselves, but it is something that Christ works in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, have a pure heart. We receive the forgiveness of sins when the Holy Spirit works faith in us and that we believe in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. When the Holy Spirit does, when he does that, he performs a heart transplant. What he does is he removes our dead and unbelieving heart and he creates a new heart in us. And when the Holy Spirit works faith in us, he gives us a pure heart. And those who have such a pure heart will see God face to face. For the day will come when God will call us out of this valley of sorrow unto himself in heaven. And those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, actually are peacemakers. Even though they are spiritually impoverished, God has generously made peace with them through his Son, Jesus Christ. And by virtue of our Savior's holy precious blood and innocent suffering and death, we have peace with God. Those who have that peace readily share it with others. Peace be with you. They proclaim the message Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now the summary blessing after the last bookend, it doesn't seem like much of a blessing at first. 
You remember it's blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Doesn't sound like a blessing. Nobody enjoys being an outcast. But how else can we expect the sinful world to treat those whose sins have been forgiven? When people in this world make us miserable because we trust in Christ, we have the promise of blessing from Jesus himself. It's not our job to earn the blessings of the Beatitudes. Instead, Jesus has taken it on himself to give us these blessings in his love. In order that, to give us his gifts, he endured our punishment, and he carried our shame. These blessings, they come to us freely by God's grace, and not by anything that we do in ourselves. The world, in its wisdom, would look at these beatitudes and say, these are the symptoms of those who have that disease known as Christianity. But those who know that they are poor in spirit, they look at these beatitudes and they see the signs of Jesus Christ and his church. They see the gifts God has already given us. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. In the name of Jesus, amen.
please stand if you're able. Let's now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Before I start, I would thank the pastor for his sermon. I wish I had heard it before I was inspired to write these words. Um, they come from a dark place. This prayer should have come be before the sermon, regardless. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Lord God, we're truly sorry that with all the blessings you've provided us from abundant food, clothing, shelter, a beautiful nation, relative safety, friends and families, we still respond like the Israelites in the wilderness more than 2,500 years ago who had the audacity and arrogance to complain about the blessings you provided them. History is repeating once again because we're always sinful and we don't learn from our past. Heavenly Father, our nation is in peril, both internally and externally. Evil forces surround our nation, our citizens, and our allies around the world, seeking to destroy anyone who fails to worship false gods and instead worships you, God Almighty. Also, people within our own country and cities, large and small towns and schools, seek to harm or kill randomly for no discernible reason. Even our youth have acted irrationally and with evil intent. The world is on the brink of war and our society is collapsing. Unbridled hatred abounds between individuals, peoples, and nations. We plead for your mercy, Lord. We can't fight this evil, nor can we hide from it. We don't understand what we are witnessing. You have said, and we know, that you are in charge of all creation, but we are sorely afraid these days. We seek you, Lord, but can't find you. Please guide our leaders to return to your ways and lead us back into the light. Save us, Lord, from the world war and bring an end to those who seek to destroy us 
just as you acted to save your servant David when he pleaded for your help so long ago. We too turn our lives and future over to you. Come back, Lord Jesus. We pray for your protection of our children, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You already know the evil they face and we ask the Holy Spirit to surround them with your armor. Guide us as adults to teach and nurture them as they grow up in a dangerous society. Help us to encourage them and their families to attend church frequently where your love for them will be reinforced. Help us, Holy Spirit, to prioritize worshiping you above all distractions as you commanded. Lord, we pray for the safety and protection of those whom we love, whom are now or will be traveling. Holy Spirit, most of our church family here at Reformation Lutheran Church have been blessed with many years of life, and we give you our thanks for that. As we continue to age, gracefully, of course, we occasionally require medical assistance. We thank you, Holy Father, for all the medical professionals in our nation, whom we depend upon, who serve to heal the minds and bodies of our friends and families, and all who are afflicted with disease or ailments. We pray for the safety of all of our military members, police, law enforcement officers, firefighters, and paramedics, as they all serve the common good of our citizens. Dear Lord, you always know our hearts, thoughts, anxieties, and fears every moment of every day. Thank you for loving us in spite of our sins and for hearing our petitions even when our words are inadequate. Holy Spirit, you know that we feel that we are surrounded by darkness, but even so, there is much light among us. Help us to see past the doom and celebrate the goodness in those who volunteer to coach and referee our youth in sports, teaching unity and teamwork regardless of individual differences. Help us to recognize those who volunteer selflessly to visit, encourage, and support strangers in hospitals, those who establish charitable foundations to help the needy and poor without cost, and those individuals among us who lend a helping hand where needed without celebrity or compensation. Holy Spirit, please focus our eyes on the goodness around us rather than the forces of darkness. Thank you, Holy Father, for the lives you have given us, the years we have lived, and the friends and companions who accompany us on our journey. This Sunday, in particular, we lift up those who have left this earth to be with you over the past year. We miss them, Lord, and their companionship, but know that they are peaceful and joyful in your presence because you have said so, and that gives us great comfort. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus and the Holy Spirit who were and are and will be forever with us. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, amen.
Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the blessedness of your saints, you have given us a glorious pledge of the hope of our calling that moved by your witness and supported by their fellowship, we may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and with them receive the unfading crown of glory. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he, he gave thanks and Breaking it, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. <laughs> Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim his death, his resurrection, and his coming again. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Guess no matter how many times you do it, you can still slip up. I was looking out the window and saw something and thought to myself, what are they doing? And then I was in the middle of, <sighs> sorry. This is the foretaste of feast to come. This is the meal that Jesus gives to us. The kingdom of heaven is near. This is what that's about. This is the, 
blessed who come and partake in the wedding feast of the Lamb. For your sins are forgiven. For you have salvation secure. And you have been rescued from sin, death, and the devil. May it comfort you. As you come up, the uh, ushers will bring you forward.
Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To God and